Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. My name is Mel. I'm Helen. And I'm Janet. On our previous episode, we talked about the Mid-Autumn Moon Festival, uh, and we reviewed more kind of of the different types of ways that we celebrate the holiday. But this episode, we want to dig deeper into the core concepts of why this holiday exists and apply them to our lives right now. And the Mid-Autumn Festival uh, was very recent. It was on September 21st on the Western calendar. Uh, On the lunar calendar, I believe it always happens on like the second Uh, usually happens within mid-August. So uh, in light of us just recently celebrating together and, uh, you know, focusing on the moon, thinking about gathering, uh, we're going to dig a little deeper today into the deeper concepts and meanings within this holiday and what they mean to us uh, right now. So in this holiday, we've discussed a lot of kind of like the ways that we celebrate, some of the physical actions and the things that we eat. Uh, But we wanted to dig deeper into this episode to really understand the meaning of why we celebrate this holiday for it to connect to each individual on a deeper level, right? Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the moon, in ancient Chinese culture, they oftentimes uh, connected the moon with this idea of rejuvenation and also with like water. So this is why we talk about with the women's menstruation, they called women's periods basically monthly water, right? It's like a monthly like cleansing, renewing, restoring, if you want to think of it that way. Mm -hmm. So on this idea of rejuvenation and renewal and restoration, how do you ladies plan to think about renewing yourselves, restoring yourselves, and giving yourselves energy during this fall season? So I broke it out from restoration and renewal. So restore, I want to continue with my mindfulness activities such as meditation, um, journaling every morning, and I want to continue reading books that I truly enjoy. Um, And the last thing I kind of want to try doing is living alone. I think Mm. being away by myself in complete silence was amazing. And I realized how beneficial it is for me to be in love with no interruptions and distractions. So that's something I might be taking action on in the later year. In terms of renewal, I also came to the realization that I really value two things, and that is personal development and inner harmony. So for me, some action items I have 
plan for renewal is one, spending time learning something new. I've always been intrigued with ongoing learning. I haven't really set the time to do that. And I do value novelty at this time. So new experiences. Mm -hmm. And the second thing I want to continue to do is digging into my identity as Mel. So that is, you know, for me, that's listening to intentional podcasts that allows me to reframe certain thoughts or have a stronger understanding of my emotions. I really love doing the deep work to learn how I process things and understand my psyche, which is actually a big reason why I continue with therapy every month, just to be like, hey, help me understand these patterns of mine because I really want to understand these things. And the last thing I feel that's an ongoing thing is understanding my family legacy and history. So I definitely want to spend some time learning about my family members, how they grew up, and how that plays a role in who I am now. Um, and I do have some time shelled out in the next couple of weeks and months to spend time with my extended family to just like learn about them. And I actually am spending time with some of the older people in my family, like my mm. great aunties, my grandpa's younger sisters, to just to learn about, you know, how are they doing? What was it like growing up for them mm. in Taiwan or in Hawaii? So just to learn more about my family. So those are the things I plan on doing to restore and renew. You know, as I hear you talk, I remember back to when I was around your age and going through some of the transitions of figuring out who I am and my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always think about that as like building something new, right? But what was interesting is I found going back historically and actually hanging out with much older people Mm -hmm. was really helpful for me. Um, When I was going through my major career transition stuff, like that five-year period where it just felt really tumultuous and I kept seeking outward and going to like networking events and and, like keeping up with trends to see like what is like, what is the thing that I'm looking for? When in reality, what really, really helped me was like the month that I had like in between programs when I had to be at home and my grandma was kind of sick so she was staying with Mm. us and I just spent morning to evening with my grandma Mm -hmm. my parents and you know like just talking to them and not think and it was those moments that really I think were like in my mind at the time I was like oh this is so embarrassing I'm like moving home out doing anything with my life yeah but had I continued like progressing and searching outside or like working and living in a different city I would have never had that time with my family and I think to really understand uh, on a deeper level, on a more basic level, who mm-hmm. I am and what's important to me mm-hmm. and, and what I'm good at even. Yeah, you know, you get sure. a lot of those insights from the people that have, like made you, hello, mm-hmm. <laughs> who you, you know, blood that you come from them. Yeah. I feel like you're in this like pivotal period of your life where you want to really just find what grounds you. Mm-hmm. And I think many times what grounds you is, you know, where you come from. And mm-hmm. that's something that we don't dig deep enough into. Understanding your family's past, because I think a lot of times, even as kids, like we're raised by these people who shaped us and we don't even know where, you know, they come from. But the fact that you are making the time to really get to know these people and understand, you know, what it is that they really believe in and what they hold value to kind of gives you an insight as to who you were as a kid and how that's like influenced you as you are now. So mm-hmm. I'm very glad that you're taking this trip. Thank you. I'm excited too. I think one thing I learned when I was journaling in uh, my solo retreat, I actually had my Enneagram personality pulled up because I was reading and I'm like, oh, this is why I get triggered by this or this is why this. And then tying in like my family's background. It's just understanding of like who I am as a foundation. And like, I, I think I when Janet were talking about like, you know, you were, you, you're trying to network and do all these things, but your family is one that kind of pulls you back and grounds you. I just think of this, like, I have this image of this person tied to a rope and she's just, like, walking in the darkness and going deeper mm. and deeper into the darkness. In reality, she needs to go back to her, her mm. like, her house and then the fall will clear it so she knows exactly where to go. Yeah. So kind of, like, instead of aimlessly kind of walking around, I want to be, like, understanding my unit and my foundation yeah, so yeah. 
so well that I know exactly what I need for me to even take strides forward versus like aimlessly taking steps. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I picture. So that's a great analogy. Yeah, Mel, there's this like beautiful quote from Maya Angelou that says, you can't really know where you are going until you know where you have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very beautiful quote. I love Maya Angelou. And how about you, Helen? Um, so for me, uh, I love this question. So how do you plan to renew, restore, and give energy to yourself this autumn? I think for me personally, at this stage of my life, being pregnant and going through so many different challenges and changes and body transitions and uncertainties and also hopes and dreams and moments of extreme happiness, but also fear, I want to give myself more time. Mm -hmm. I think at this point, I feel a bit frantic with everything going on, still trying to finalize our house and furnish it, needing to build out closets. Like we are at this point in our lives right now where we've been living out of our suitcase for embarrassingly almost like two months now because we've just been so busy to address the house stuff, you know? Mm And on top of that, there are so many things about taking care of a baby that I've barely brushed the surface of learning. So I feel a lot of pressure that there's a lot that I'm, I haven't done there yet. Mm-hmm. So my to-do list just feels kind of endless at this moment in my life. And I feel like I'm just trying to get everything done before this baby comes. And at the same time, I feel the pressure that, you know, we just have, we only have three months left. And this is the period of my life pre-baby, pre-biggest life-changing moment I think I will ever face and I wish I could actually enjoy these months you know Mm. but I also feel like I can't so for me I I think I want to stop saying yes to so many things and I want to be more selective with what I say yes to and I really want to put that into practice I realized from COVID and from this pregnancy that my energy is so limited and these days I fight like fatigue and I'm literally trying to work and then I'll fall asleep and nap for like three hours and then I'll feel guilty and I'll wake up and I'll work again until like 3 a.m. which I know is like so unhealthy but that's how I'm just getting things done right now and I don't know I think going forward I'm going to try and be very very selective with my time and protecting my energy Um, and it's hard for me to do that but I think I have to try and implement that in in these next three months or so. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that, Helen. Um, it's I can definitely see for you coming from such a like intense lifestyle of working such an intense career, and then the transition to go into ABG, right? And I mean, you starting a company, you're mm-hmm. an entrepreneur now. That is also a different type of lifestyle. And then now you're building a family, but you're you're just used to going at such a fast pace right and it's you and your partner and phil's also that way mm-hmm. um and it's like now your body's like physically telling you we can't do this anymore mm-hmm. right um and thank you for sharing your goal with us because i think that means that as friends we can help you be held accountable mm-hmm. to like rest mm-hmm, take mm-hmm. time for yourself you know and i think this is one of those things where it's really hard when you're going through it but i know you're going to build something amazing out of this meaning your habits are going to change for the better mm-hmm. and you're going to find your stride in your way to refigure out like what it is that you want to accomplish and then you're going to find ways to be able to do them even more effectively and efficiently because mm. i know that's the kind of person you are yep um and it's it takes time to kind of shift the mindset also that more is not always like better or more effective right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so yeah it's you i don't know how you're going through all you manage things so amazingly because you're going through like three to four major life things at the same (laughs) time yeah no no thank you for that i appreciate it uh yeah i mean when i like i think when i'm during the day to days i just i feel tired and then when i 
look, even like with this whole pregnancy, I'm like, yeah, it's been tough. But then at this moment, I look back, I'm like, oh, it's been okay. Like I've been able to survive it, you know? So mm. it feels like I can take on more. Yeah. But oh, then I, I know that I should be like, no, just, I, I don't know. Maybe I, and I, and I log everything down too because i want to remember like this is what you felt and this was really really Mm. bad first trimester this don't forget these like feelings you know but um even when i read it i'm like but you survived it you know so maybe that's just Mm. like how i'm built i don't know maybe it's how i think do you you also think that maybe as a person you really love the feeling of overcoming challenges like that's i do yeah I, i really i really do i think that's definitely a thing where i mean i I value very highly like growth and excellence Mm -hmm. in in everything that i i do and i think i'm also the type of person that just kind of if there is a negative something i tend to forget it pretty Mm -hmm. easily Mm -hmm. whether it's like uh an argument or like a negative something in my life it is very easy for me to move on from it Mm. i see i see I don't know. So you're afraid you're afraid that you're not taking that lesson from the pain that you went through to th- when you think about future Helen, mm-hmm. you're not you're kind of forgetting some of the negative things. Yeah, but yeah. I guess that's also like a good way to live. So I yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. Y'all, this turning into therapy session. This about mid autumn moon festival. I'm trying to get this energy out. Yeah. 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 I I think I think at the end of the day to renew, restore, give myself energy, it is making sure that I am actually just saying yes to things that I want to do mm-hmm. and otherwise yes. just really protecting my energy especially within within these next three months which is such a short period of time so yeah. that's how I'm gonna move forward yeah that's good and if it's helpful maybe also thinking outside of yourself to your child too like you're protecting your energy and your child's energy and mm-hmm. sometimes that's that true. can help you push yeah. yeah that's true that's true Aww. that's true that's beautiful how about how about for you Jay um when it comes to renewal restoration and like increasing energy uh i thought about i have two kind of things that i'm working on uh one is my sleep routine i think i've talked about this a lot and i've always from a young child struggled with insomnia and Mm. being a night owl and sometimes having really good sleep and really consistent sleep and sometimes having not having that but as i get older the consequences of not having consistent and good sleep is like bearing on me more and more so for these for this next year I think like getting meditation down, getting exercise, getting food down, I've I've authentically explored and it's not perfected by any means, but it's like I have enough tools in my toolkit for those areas, but sleep I haven't quite tackled yet. So this next year, I really want to try to sleep earlier, sometime between 10 p.m. and 12 a.m. Uh, if I can't sleep earlier, consist all the time, at least be consistent so that during the week I'm like going to bed around the same time. Mm. And also on the weekends, I used to like then, it's like, oh, if I do really well on the weekdays and on the weekends, I would end up like sleeping really late and trying to just like not be so wide in the dynamic of that sleep pattern, even on the weekends to try to sleep kind of a little earlier. Um, and one thing I've been doing is I've been drinking the sleepy time tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, the brand is traditional medicinals, organic nighty night tea, uh, original flavor with passion flower. And I've been drinking this. I've had the box for like over a year or so, but just now every night I have that and I find it as like a good ritual to have to help mm-hmm. me, my brain be like, now it's about bedtime. We're going to, once we have the tea in about an hour, we're going to get into bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I know a lot of people struggle with is putting your phone away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think because for me, like I just take, that's my time usually to like catch up on Instagram. But now I've realized like instead of just saying, no, I can't do that, I have to do something else with my phone actively. So what I do is I will play sleep music and I play it from my phone. So then it's like, I can't be on Instagram because the phone needs to be playing music for me to go to bed. Oh, so I'll like turn on the music and then that forces me to like, I can't use my phone then. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So sleep routine, getting that down. The other thing is my alcohol consumption, which I've also talked about multiple times on this podcast. Um, My kind of like where I've been in the last couple of months is I have been moderating how much I drink on a weekly basis. And over the past couple of months, I'd say I'm pretty happy with that consumption level about half the time. Half the time, I'm not so happy with it. So the kind of new approach I'm taking going forward for the next year is I want to make it a goal to not drink on the weekdays and restrict my drinking to only the weekends. And I think if that consumption starts to crawl up, then I'm going to take another period of sobriety. Mm. And I've done this before, back and forth, and I think what is different this time is my mindset now is I look at it as alcohol to me is the way sugar is to someone who's diabetic. I know it's a weakness if I let it go out of hand. Mm. But if I cut it out completely, I probably am not going to go for too long before I have Mm. a lot, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, instead of thinking of it as the goal is to get to a place where my relationship with alcohol is going to be always completely balanced, it's like I'm going to learn to just get stronger and surf with the highs and the lows. Mm. I don't know if that makes any sense, and maybe this is for another episode, but for me, I know that – in order to renew and restore that uh, that this is something that I am working on and it's I feel like I, I have made good strides in the last year and I'm, I'm excited to continue the other thing is I have started kind of seeing someone occasionally not formal and it's still very very new but a big part of our relationship is like sharing with each other kind of like things that we're working on or how we can support each other and I think that having another person motivate me and support me so directly like that is another thing that is different from past times so yes (laughs) oh shit Jay talked about it Um, thank you for sharing that, Jay. I, I feel like we've seen your journey on this podcast with like your sleep and with alcohol and things like that. And as a friend, I see that I feel like you're doing very well, especially, well, maybe because I'm pregnant and I can't drink. <laughs> I'm not forcing you to drink with me because I'm such an instigator. But I feel like there's been a lot more like just progress there where it's like you're not like reaching for that extra one or like you know there's not like a that um that impulse to you know over overdo things anymore Mm. and i'm like okay i could as a friend and i guess i haven't told you this before but like i see that change and that that makes me very happy to see that oh yeah stop (laughs) yo we are at retreat right now someone's got to cry at retreat during these recordings all the time (laughs) and it's not me Oh, thank you. I actually haven't really been thinking about like how that has played out differently socially. But yeah, I guess I have felt like I think when I'm just happier, I'm not yeah. looking for the escape. But... Yeah. Do you feel like you are happier also because of this new person in your life? Like that has sort of stabilized yeah. it a little yeah. bit? <laughs> yeah. I know that it definitely plays a role. Does he yeah. also, I'm sure you've had talks about all of this, like he's aware and mm-hmm. does he also try to help you out? There? Yeah. He actually said something which is, I was a little afraid to share this with him um, because you never know. You're, you're yeah. like, this is a thing. And look, I want to give you the out card because it's a lot to deal with someone mm. who's struggling with things. Uh, but even though everyone struggles with things, not verbatim this, but he shared something about like, oh, well, you've tried things before, but this time, like, I'm here, you know? And I was like, oh, at first I was like, that's really sweet. But also you think you can like, uh, yeah. you are going to be the thing that changes all this for me that I've been trying to shift myself for like over a decade. And he's yeah. like, no, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to help you do the things to like get over this so it's like that's a really good way to think about it like i'm here to support you and i'm going to help support you so that you solve this yourself kind of thing mm. um damn it 
So. <laughs> I know. Helen and I, we haven't met this person yet, but we're already fans. <laughs> He's a keeper. Yeah. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. So we're going to now jump into the meaning behind the Mid-Autumn Moon Festival, which we're still talking about right now. (laughs) But according to Wikipedia, the festival celebrates three fundamental concepts. Okay, so the first one is gathering with friends and family. This is rooted in harvesting crops for the festival, with the moon being the biggest and roundest on this day. Number two is Thanksgiving. So giving thanks for the harvest or harmonious unions. And the third concept is praying, asking for conceptual or material satisfaction, such as babies, a spouse, beauty, longevity, good fortune, etc. So with these three fundamental concepts in mind for this festival and this holiday, let's focus on the first one. With whom and how do you plan to gather more in the coming year? And in light of COVID, this might be interesting, but who are the people that you plan to gather more with this year? My family, um, since I've moved back to LA, I've started spending more time with my extended family. Um, And that's like cousins and uncles and aunts. Over COVID though, we totally minimized our hangouts. And also over COVID, my cousin gave birth to twins. Mm. And in the last couple of months, my other cousin found out she's pregnant and is actually going to be moving back to LA by the end of this year. (gasps) So Daphne's moving back. Yeah, so she's coming back to LA. And I... For me, when I think about where I'm going to focus my energy to gather, um, I'm really excited to consciously make more time for my extended family. And here's the thing, we, not necessarily for all of us to get together, because that's hard to get everyone's schedules, like everyone from babies who are going to be now newborns to uh, grandparents and my dad who's like in his 70s and all the adults in between managing careers and different things like that. But I'm going to, I want more intentionally to do, um, closer one-on-one gatherings and I've been kind of implementing this with my cousin Stacy, where I will just drop by on random weekdays when I can to not just give her an extra hand with her four children that she's managing now and sometimes kind of home alone at times but also it's like being able to just like kind of build a deeper relationship with her and then also get some practice in because you know I feel like that's like I have all these nieces and nephews and I would love to have kids someday and I learned so much just from being around her and seeing you know how to do all the baby things mm-hmm. um, and then I also really want to focus on building one-on-one relationships with my nieces and nephews because they're starting to grow up and turn into little people now um, and that's that's something I really want to foster 
Um, so how about you, Mel? I love that your family, your extended family, is growing more, more family members. And I think they're mostly girls, right? Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. Our family does have a lot more women than yeah. men. I've always thought, just to give context, so Janet's cousins are mostly females. Mm. And now that they're her older, now that her cousins are also having kids, most of them are also girls, too. Yeah. So kind of like the second <laughs> wow. generation or wave of the... Yeah. You know. Get it. More AB dreams. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, for me, I do have one more 30th birthday to attend this year, and it's of my really close friend, Tiff, from college. Mm. She's my roommate. Like, she lived in the same room with me for three years. So she's my last 30th birthday of the year. And so with that group of friends, they just represent a lot of, like, really great things for me. Like, it's Tiff, Sally, and all my college friends. There's, like, a big group of us. And um, I'm excited to spend more time with them because they remind me of, like, this nostalgia of college, of where everything was carefree. Mm. And I will say they're a group of friends that I feel like I'm someone that's always in my head a lot. And when I'm with them, I'm always in the present moment. And I was like, mm. dang, I didn't notice that until, like, I reflected back on our, our like, our hangouts together. I'm just like, wow, I was like, me and Sally are talking like, why do we have such a good ass time together? Like, I don't know. I think we just genuinely love each other in the moment. We don't, we don't care about what we do. We don't care about any of that stuff. She's like, I don't know what half of the jobs our friends do because I don't <laughs> understand it because they work in medical. We're just like, oh yeah, cool, you're a doctor, um, which is amazing. But I think when I'm with them, there's it brings me to a place where like I feel really happy. So I have one more birthday with them. And speaking of you know holidays and getting together, I did call my mom about this episode and I mentioned about the Mid Autumn Festival and she's like, oh, we don't really celebrate it. And she's like oh, why don't we celebrate it this year? And I was like, oh, that's really nice. She's like, you know, we're all going to be together. And I have an uncle who's actually coming in from town that we don't see a lot. So she's like, why don't we do a barbecue this year together? Because she said, oh, yeah, I remember as a kid in Taiwan, I did a barbecue for a mid-autumn festival or something like that. We could do that here. So I was like, okay. So I think my mom, I liked how that little combo of asking her, how do we celebrate became let's celebrate. So it's like an action thing. So going to do this with my family, which I'm really excited for. And I think episodes like, you know, the Mudan Festival, Chinese Near Celebrations, are just hearing how you both celebrate it with your family and how we definitely want to carry this tradition onto our own little families and our crew in L.A. I think I really want to do more of these things with our L.A. group. Because mm-hmm. I think the thought that's setting in for me that with our group of friends is that, you know, to be honest, like, I don't, I didn't have a lot of, like, cousins my age, you know, growing up or having anyone older to look up to, to, like, uh, you know, just kind of hang out with at these celebrations. Like I was wondering to myself, why was I always felt like I'm alone at these mm. family gatherings? It's because I am the oldest, mm. and all my all my siblings or my cousins are much younger. So when I had these family gatherings, it didn't feel as lively or fun for me, to be honest. And so when I think about our group of friends, you guys are probably the closest things I have to that, like a family here in so- SoCal. And so I think when we did the Chinese New Year dinner at Helen Phil's, I really, really liked it because mm. I felt like I was in being in touch with my culture but also like we're setting these traditions for our friends and like i could just foresee our kids growing up in that environment with each other and it makes me really excited so for us to start that now with our group of friends in la i really want to do that whether it's like traditional things like mid-autumn festival or just thanksgiving or christmas stuff that we can start doing and, and setting for our for our friends and our kids yeah so i'm very excited for for these things of these kind of gatherings for this year me too. I'm excited for those too. And for anyone out there who is feeling the same as, you know, as Mel is feeling right now, where it's like, maybe you felt like you didn't have a lot of these celebrations growing up, like you can be the first to implement that mm-hmm. or maybe bring it, up to, bring it up to your family members and see if they, maybe they do know about it and they're just like, oh, you care about this? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. I care about it too. I didn't think you cared about it. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, let's do something about it. But yeah, you can be the first to really 
be proud of and want to uphold, you know, your culture and your traditions. And then Helen, how about you? So for me, like, I honestly have no idea what the next year is going to look like. It's such a, I've never been so uncertain in my life. Like, I usually have a good sense of, okay, this next year is going to, Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, this is what it's going to maybe look like. But now I'm just like, I have no fucking clue. (laughs) So I feel like my energy is going to be focused very much on my nuclear family, which is kind of crazy to think about. It's like, that's me and Philip. It's like, oh, it's me and Philip and another thing now. (laughs) But, you know, just taking care of this very vulnerable human that is currently punching me in my body, which is kind of crazy. But like once that comes out, I have to I have to take care of it. But, you know, I, I know I'm going to need my family and my friends for just like support, mental support, social support. So for me, it, I don't know what's going to happen, but I just know that the people around me will probably be just the closest people in my life. Mm. Um, and otherwise not trying too hard to like meet up with people that, mm. you know, might not give me the energy that I need. So as I mentioned earlier about protecting my energy, um, and I'm going to take this from a fellow mommy friend that I was talking to about how she was protecting her energy. And when we were meeting up, Um, and she was still, you know, expecting and pregnant. She said, I only want to hang out with my family, closest friends, and other moms. Everyone else, I don't care about. (laughs) I'm like, I think for me, that might be where I am right now, Mm. you know? And I'm kind of expecting it to be that way next year too. But again, I have no clue. So um, yeah, those are the people that I will be gathering with. I think that's a great way, given what you had mentioned about how you plan to restore and renew to protect your energy, mm-hmm. is to keep it very focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, more focused the better. And then if there's extra room for more people or other, you know, other things, then great. But yeah, um, yeah I'm excited. Same. I'm so excited to see not only like for for the new addition, um, but I I think for you, this is like such a big moment of growth for you. And you've always talked about how it kind of like the act two. Mm. Um, I think this is. This is the beginning of that. Mm. Yeah. Act two, y'all. Yeah. Stop kicking me. <laughs> Actually, keep kicking me. <laughs> Maybe the baby wants to join in on the conversation. Maybe. Yeah. It's been kicking a lot during this trip. And Janet was saying, oh, maybe it likes the ocean because ocean. we're by ocean the ocean air. right now. Yeah. Oh, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm over here being like hella selfish. Like, oh my God, maybe the baby likes our voices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. That's the baby knows it's aunties. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the second fundamental concept of this holiday, which is giving thanks. So what are you most thankful for at the moment? Let me see. I would say top three or four, maybe five things. <laughs> Number one, I am very thankful for my family. I grew up being such a little shithead of a kid. I threw tantrums at my family in public. I didn't listen. I still don't listen. But I was like a really bad kid, as a lot of you OG listeners here will probably know by now. But um, I I mean, I could even say that at one point, like I hated being around my family and hate is a very Mm. strong word. Mm. Now I see how much I need them. And Mm. I am very thankful that they didn't abandon me. I'm thankful that they still love me as, as much as they do. And that I don't have to change any part of me for them to fully accept me for who I am as a human. I'm also very thankful that my mom is such an amazing mom. And I think I've realized this more now that she is a grandmother to my sister's kids. She is incredibly meticulous and thoughtful and kind-hearted when it comes to, you know, raising kids and taking care of family. So 
I'm super excited for her to be around when I have my kid because she's going to come and visit and take care of my kid for, you know, the first month and do all the Chinese traditional things that we will talk about in the future. <laughs> not looking forward to not washing my hair, or taking showers, but uh, she's very traditional. But at the same time, I'm just very thankful to know that she is this person. And this is the type of person that I guess I didn't know really growing up. I was like, mm. oh, she's just a mom. But now mm. I'm like, oh, you're a good mom. And that makes me very, very thankful to know. Mm. Um, two, I am very thankful for Philip. We've been through so much together from this crazy roller coaster of a relationship, again, as you all know, that included a lot of fights to, you know, getting to this place of just understanding and always choosing each other and always choosing love and it's crazy because it's like we barely fight now we, because we just get each other. We've been through so much that we just understand each other now. He's been so patient with me throughout my pregnancy and listening to me. <laughs> I swear every second I'm just like, oh my God, my back is killing me. He's like, mm, it was killing you last second. <laughs> but I just keep, keep complaining about it because I'm like, yo, this shit hurts. Pregnancy hurts. Um, but, you know, he's been he's been very stable throughout this whole journey with me. My roller coaster of hormonal mood swings he'll always be like oh we going to the theme park again (laughs) he's like the swings we going back on the swings now like damn the roller coaster but you know he's been such a rock for me through all of this so i'm very thankful for him um thirdly for my friends and for you ladies i think in my mid-20s i honestly didn't think that i'd find more super close girlfriends but you ladies have changed that perspective for me and I am very thankful for the support that you know you two have given me and for the ability for us to build this company of ABG together and work on this as our full-time thing and to live out our dreams together like Mm. the possibilities are infinite and it really feels that way when we're together because it really feels like we can do anything and that's that's so amazing but above all I think the fact that we are friends first and really like family at this point is something that i really cherish and i'm thankful for yo my hormones (laughs) (laughs) it's going off right now but thank you ladies um lastly i would just say i'm thankful for my health Mm. there was a long period of time in my life that i was very unhealthy to the point where at one point in my life i would rather forego things like having my own family or even thinking Mm. about having a baby and times where even i would say like death felt easier than life itself so thinking about all of that and thinking about where i am right now i feel very thankful for my health and where i am both physically and mentally with my life i've never been happier and um, I am just so thankful for the person that I am now to bring this new baby into this world as a healthy, happy, grounded mother who has found inner peace, at least at this place in my life, and has an amazing support system with all the people that I mentioned earlier. Um, and I think, to be honest, other than family, friends, and health, nothing else really matters to me at this point. Obviously, mm-hmm. I still value, like I mentioned in the previous podcast, like growth and excellence and the pursuit of greater things. but. At this moment, the things I'm very thankful for are things that do align so well with my value system, and it is the family, friends, and health, and that is what I am very thankful for right now. Thank you for sharing that, Helen. I realize that this is probably one of the first times we're having a more uh, in-depth conversation where you've had time to more process your pregnancy and all the things that you're thinking of, so um, it's really beautiful to hear you share all of that, and I think for 
for anyone to understand that um, that this is a really big pivotal moment mm-hmm. in your life, right? When you bring another and and look at all the like personal self awareness that it's prompting from you. I think hearing Helen talk, it kind of shows that like you're kind of eliminating the things that maybe in the past mattered, but in the core of who you are and where you are now, especially during this change. These are the true things that really matter in the end of mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I think it's also realizing that these were the things that always mattered. Yeah, but yeah. that there was so much like fluff and mm-hmm. things that you yeah. try to attain and things that mm. ultimately are nice to haves, but at the core of it, these are the things that come down to when you're giving life to someone else, when you mm. you know get down to the core of who you are and who you want to be for this person. It's like these are the types of things I need in my life to fully support me and get me to the next stage yeah 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 and that applies to all you know time periods of your life not just in pregnancy but like in everything Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. these are the basis for your act too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Woo. okay how do i follow that (laughs) (laughs) cry (laughs) yeah so when i think about what i am thankful for at this moment I thought of a very specific memory uh, that happened just in the last like two or three weeks. Um, I've shared through probably not, not, I don't know if I shared on the podcast, but kind of through maybe some of our Instagram and our vlogs that I was taking a meditation teaching certification program. Um, And I, uh, the deadline for graduation for that program was I think two weeks ago. And in order to graduate, I had to run a mock course. The course itself is three days and 90 minutes uh, each day or each session that happens once once a day for three days. And um, there were many times throughout this like 10-week program where I, I was really enjoying it at first, but then it got to a point where I was like the reality of having to teach and like memorize scripts and like do all these things and really understand and be able to like answer people's questions when they ask around some of these like very um, questions around meditation, I started getting a little bit of cold feet and also thinking, I never wanted to back out, but I was like, maybe I'll just ask them to put me in the next like cohort mm-hmm. so that I have mm-hmm. a little bit more time. Cause you know, like I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm doing ABG stuff and I'm doing other things. Maybe, maybe this is just like not the right time. Um, but during the course they would, we would gather, we have like Zoom calls every other week. And in the course, the lead instructor was like, there are going to be things that come up and excuses that you have to not get through this that are going to be kind of your own personal challenges and it's going to be different for everyone. And I think for me, facing that confrontation when he was like, think deeply about why you're maybe turning away. Mm-hmm. Does this to something deeper? And I was like, oh. Um, the takeaway theme that he kind of gave me at the end of my graduation was, I think you have a tendency to make mountains out of molehills. You don't understand how capable you really are. So I Mm. hope you understand that. Like when it came to this, he's like, I knew from the moment you signed in, like this is something that is a good fit for you. But you kind of questioned yourself and you were like, oh, this is not the right time. He's like that. Yeah. So that was very personally insightful. But the moment that I was really thankful for was because I was like, fine, I got to push you this and I have to do that like mock course. I had to find people to to be fake students, right? And I had mentioned this to you ladies. I think at some point I was like, maybe I'll reach out to Helen and Mel. But I had procrastinated so long that by the time I needed, I literally had one weekend left, a couple days left to do this. And everyone had busy schedules. You guys were both off um, like running errands or having personal family things. So I was like, okay. I like just like texted my group, my family group, because I knew my parents are going to be there. I was like, can you guys just like sit in for me while I do this thing? And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, and it ended up being such a beautiful experience because part of the intro of the course, I had to explain why I went into meditation and and why I wanted to teach it. Um, and because I was very vulnerable in that introduction, 
I had to go through then and ask each of the my quote-unquote students why they were interested in meditation. And my dad, my mom, and my sister all gave pretty vulnerable answers. And it ended up turning into almost like a family therapy session um, where they were just very openly kind of sharing things and we were supporting each other. Uh, and then after that, my sister and my dad, actually after the course, they've continued now a week to two weeks later, continuing to do the daily practice twice a day. So I am so incredibly thankful for that experience because not only is meditation something that I have really valued that has brought benefit in my life, but being able to hear my family vocalize real needs or reasons for what they want the meditation to fulfill in their life and then to see them actually pursuing that is just making me feel really connected with them um, and appreciative that we had that opportunity to share those things with each other um, and to deepen our relationship. So yeah, that was a moment that I was really thankful for recently and that I'm going to focus on kind of going into this period of fall and autumn and forward. I love that. I love that you're bringing your family into Mm -hmm. your passions. And, you know, and I know you shared with us that they have continued their meditation programs Mm -hmm. without you there, too. So you're making this like impact on on their lives. That's really that's really touching to hear, Jay. Yeah. And I like that you're also learning more things about your family members that you probably wouldn't have learned unless you were doing this course with them. Yeah. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. So that's what I'm thankful for this period. How about you, Miss Mel? Dang. I don't know why I'm getting emotional. And that's that's not because of my answers. I think I'm just like realizing both your answers and like processing in the moment Mm. what are you processing yeah i think maybe it's like a i feel i think i feel emotional because i think deep down i i think what you guys are both going through like i understand but i wish i just had a deeper understanding so i can empathize more with you guys i feel like feel disconnected because i can't so i feel kind of bad Mm. Um, you know what i mean like all the struggles you guys are both sharing it's like i could see on an individual level why you guys are both like struggling and I it's like I get it but it's really I think this is like one of the first few times I'm just like man I I can't fully really get it because I'm not you both I'm not going through those same things and I think for me it just it makes me feel sad because like I think as someone that really values friendship it it just makes you feel like I wish I could just be more there for you all and like truly understand like a hundred percent what you both are going through but I, I just can't I appreciate that. I think, I mean, there's no one's going to understand what exactly it is we're going through, you know? And I think it's, I think anything, I think it's like harder for me and Jay to like open up and share like about this stuff too. Yeah. So it's like these moments where they're coming out and you're just like, whoa, where'd this come from? So it's a little bit, I mean, for me personally, I would say that it's like on me too to like, I think I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's feelings are not easy for me to talk about, but when we're prompted to. I know. know. These mid-autumn moon festival outlines. (laughs) Maybe it's the moon giving us energy. (laughs) But I think it's more like, it's the reality of like, I think me realizing that like, it's not, no one's at fault or whatever. It's just, I think sometimes like, it's that feeling with, when you care about someone, you're like, I wish I could do something. But in reality, it's like, I, I really, like there's, I'm doing what I can as in my role. Um, I think just sometimes when I hear about like, I think I think we, it's just funny because on a basic level we hear this from high school. It's like y'all, you want to give them advice or things like that. But I think now that I'm seeing that maybe I'm feeling the change and big transition of mm. all three of us going to do separate things. Like mm. I know Jay, like obviously like, dating someone new, and then like you're going through like you know fixing your sleep schedule and like alcohol intake. And I think it's something I understand when you explain it to me. But for me, it's like to be honest, as someone who hasn't struggled with that, I don't have that level of like deep understanding right and I think with Helen like 
again like first friend being pregnant and i and like when you tell me all these things i'm just like oh like what can i do like i can help you like grab things if your back is hurting or like i want you to find friends that could relate that you could relate to that you're going through these things but i think for me i'm just like i just really want to help yeah Mm. i don't really know how yeah i will say that what you do is like more than enough yeah like just if it's like on a like relative relative to like what other people do like you two do like way more than enough yeah than i could have like ever that's why i'm like that's why you're part of my yeah. thankful list yeah, from yeah. like the support system feels like it's there and it yeah. feels like it's real you know but it's like you are one person that can't like solve all our yeah, <laughs> solve yeah. all our problems yeah. and it'd be nice to and that just yeah. shows that you want to be like a really good friend but i think that's that's a lot of burden to yeah. take um, and it's also like not possible to do because you yeah. don't know exactly what it is that we're going through yeah. either. I think also like the fact that we're saying this has always been the sacred space, right? Yeah, yeah. Of what we've created with the podcast and these conversations. Yeah. So you being a critical part of that, that is the biggest gift you're giving mm-hmm. is being one of three in this support system of being able to have these conversations and just feel supported and to feel heard. Yeah. That's the biggest gift. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. No, it's not weird. I think it, it makes sense. Also, it's like if you value friendship and you always have been able to in past experiences, um, like basically execute on that value mm-hmm. and now you feel like you can't, mm-hmm. I can understand why you're like feeling like where's my identity too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like yeah. this is usually I can make people feel better. I can help them solve the yeah. problems. But know that the best role you can play right now is exactly what we're doing, which mm-hmm. is listening, yeah. wanting to help, and then just providing the space for us to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully we can do that for you too. Because of course we've all, we've both gone through your age, but we haven't gone through exactly what you're going through and what you're working through and your values too, right? Because every person is different. Yeah. yeah. I think I also just feel kind of like, I like how this is just, this literally turned to a therapy session <laughs> on the recording. So this is, we didn't expect this at all. I think it's also a feeling of like, this sounds really weird. I don't know if anyone else relates to this, but I think this is one of the first times like in my life, maybe it's I'm not, maybe I don't feel like, I'm not maybe the feeling of like I'm being I'm not being helpful like I, I know I am mm. maybe in my own way but it's like I kind of want to understand both your pain so I could truly identify what you guys are going through so I could feel for you even more mm. and I think it bothers me that I can't you know mm. like for example when someone goes through a breakup I was like oh I know how that feels I went through one mm. and like I could really empathize for you but then with these situations or whatever you guys are personally going through I'm like oh I, I don't yeah. I wish I could kind of yeah, yeah yeah I don't want to be like I want to hear feel your pain but right, like so right. I could help identify and like yeah I think it shows that throughout our friendship I think we've been super maybe like on the same page with like yeah, a lot of things yeah. and then now it also feels a little more like disconnected mm-hmm. you know it's like oh well you're like going through this thing that I have no idea but we're supposed to be like on the same page about yeah, yeah. a lot of things mm-hmm. so what is this thing that you're going through and in, in, in because you've never experienced it or you don't know how to help it just feels like you're more distanced mm. and maybe removed and because you value friendship so much that yeah. feeling of like the distance or disconnected it scares it's scared it's sca- yeah. maybe scares you yeah yeah that's the therapy answer right there yeah but i think that's i think that's something i've been feeling and yeah. i was like oh shoot this is why i feel kind of awkward yeah so it's also the trans like transitions whether it's like our own personal transitions or even close people to us like they have to go through the transitions with us too right yeah, and yeah. that's like for them they have to go through that yeah transitions are always fucking weird yeah so you're always gonna feel that weirdness too that's true yeah well thank you for putting into words what i've been feeling 
I think I was just like, I feel weird. I just yeah, don't know why. I mean, it's good to talk it through because it's like, yeah, you. I, feel, I do that all the time. Like, why do I feel fucking weird right now? Yeah, like, yeah. Where's this fucking coming Wait, from? Is Mercury in retrograde? Yeah. <laughs> where's the fucking moon? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It just shows that you really care. Like, yeah. the level of depth of the care is what is resulting in these feelings. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be like, you know, I'm here. I got you whenever yeah. you need. And, yeah. and that's it. But, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. But speaking of thankfulness. I'll answer the question now. <laughs> um, but again, thank you both for sharing your responses. I was definitely sitting here processing and understanding like what you guys are both going through or the best that I can um, and building my own perspective on your both situations. Mm-hmm. Um, the things I am thankful for, I, I'll do my last one first actually because it kind of connects to what we're talking about. And I wrote that I'm thankful for the moment right here with you both. I think it feels like it's been a while since we actually caught up like legitimately in like a kind of like it feels like a very casual setting. And I feel like this retreat, it just feels like, I don't know, just something it feels very relaxing this time around. And I, I think I really miss just spending time with you both mm. because I think the last times we're together, it's either in a group setting or like we're in a meeting. It's like our, we know we're in meeting mode. But I think with this retreat, it always, I love when we add the emotional touch of, mm. it's a reminder of our friendship. And I think mm. that's something I I want to be reminded of from time to time because I know we always say friendship comes first for the business, but I I know we have fun and we like really, we catch up on like pretty much on like the weekly basis, but I think I miss the in-depth moments we have with each other. And I think in moments like this, it reminds me of like, you both aren't just friends to me. You guys are truly my family. And that's something I don't take for granted. And I think it's really, for me, this is like, I don't feel like this with anyone else. And I think our connection with you two especially, it's just something I don't, it's very, very special and sacred to me that I, I'm very thankful for. And I, I think that leads to my second thing I'm thankful for is the stillness and quiet of certain days when I'm given the space to be with my thoughts and actually a kind of process or do the deep work to realize to just, or do the deep work. Because I think without that moment of silence, I'm able, I'm not able to like come to these realizations like, man, I really like love these two people or like these moments I really feel like I'm regaining my strength or things like that because I didn't realize how finding time can be so tough. Mm-hmm. I think that also listening to what Helen, you know, you're like, I really want to just like say no to certain things and make sacred time for yourself. I'm like, wow, it, it sounds, it's easier said than done because finding time during a busy day when you have, when you're so used to your patterns and you just want to accomplish so much, how do you find time really? And so I think when I was able to finally find time, at my retreat, I was like, dang, I really like value this so much. And I'm, I'm, I'm willing to slow down for those moments. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I'm really thankful for. And the last thing, this is, sounds more like random that I'm thankful for, but I'm very thankful for my Korean drama club. Um, yeah. yeah, I started a Korean drama club with my good friend Anna called Soulmates. And I think it's the first time that I've in a long time where I I'm doing something out of a hobby. Like I don't, I used to not have hobbies to list out, but like having people that I could connect with on just like, oh, I like Korean dramas. Do you like Korean dramas to just like talk about and not feel like, I don't know. It, it just feels really fun to just like fangirl over something that I, that, um, that we all like. And I, I think for me also to know that like, oh, this is also part of Mel that I forgot that I had. Mm-hmm. It's like a reminder of part of my identity in some weird way. And like, I think the one thing that I took away from the Korean drama club is because we do meetings after every watching every drama that I actually remember that I really like bringing people together. Mm-hmm and connecting others with each other and I'm like and after the meeting I'm like I feel so great and like it wasn't even something I'm like oh I need to post on social at all we had this gigantic meeting it's more like you know what like I really enjoy that moment that I had with these strangers that I was able to connect with 
And so I'm really thankful for like remind. I think it's more like reminders mm-hmm. of what I value, who I am, and things that bring me joy. So yeah, that's what I'm thankful for. I am very proud of you, Mel, for having created that because I know for a long period of time you were sort of like searching. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, what is my identity? What do I care about outside of ABG, outside of the Asian community? And I'm like, Mel. K everything, K drama, K dance. Like this is one of Mel's common sayings. Can we learn this K dance or K pop dance? K dance. Like it's always, it's 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 a very authentic thing to you that you you love the culture and you love the the celebrities and the hot men and and you love the K dramas and the fact that you created something to bring people together. And yes, like you were saying, you're also a hugely community driven person. Yeah, you love bringing people together as much as you like your quiet time mm-hmm. where you. Can can be you know more introverted and in your thoughts you are naturally a very extroverted person that loves people yeah and loves community and loves the feeling of being like supported mm-hmm. right so the fact that you have built that i'm just like go mel go thank you i'm very proud of you for that thank you So the other week, Mel, Helen, and myself went to a beautiful brunch spot in West Hollywood with our whole team at Asian Boss Girl. This is the first time we were all able to meet in person. With COVID restrictions the last year and a half and us being such a new company, many of our team members had actually not met face-to-face yet. As you can imagine, this was a very special occasion, which called for some very special pieces from our wardrobes. A standout in my memory was Mel's Anna Luisa Michelle Signet ring. The beautiful emerald green malachite stone was so vibrant and strong yet elegant, which to me signifies a lot of the traits of the women we are so lucky to work with on our team at Asian Boss Girl. Anna Luisa creates chic, timeless, conscious luxury that is affordable. Their pieces are sustainably crafted using recycled materials whenever possible, and they practice transparent business always. Go treat yourself and your loved ones and use our code ASIANBOSSGIRL to get 10% off. I absolutely recommend them. They are a great brand making beautiful, sustainable jewelry. Go check out shop.annaluisa.com slash ASIANBOSSGIRL and use code ASIANBOSSGIRL. That's A-S-I-A-N-B-O-S-S-G-I-R-L for 10% off. So the third concept behind the Mid-Autumn Moon Festival is prayer or praying. What do you ladies pray for in the coming year? Hmm. Try not to be emotional with this one. Because I think, I feel like as we're recording this episode, I feel there's a lot of like interconnectivity in an odd way. Mm. Um, so what I prayed for is I pray for my close friends and family to be healthy and safe. I know it's something we all pray for, but I think in the times we're living in, I don't want to take it for granted you know, with COVID, it's really hard. Um, and I think about being healthy and safe. I also think about Helen's baby. Damn it, I don't want to cry again. Wait, can I take a picture of this? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> the reason why I'm getting emotional is because after hearing Helen talk about what she went through as my friend and as a woman, I really pray for this little one and her to have a safe and smooth delivery because you never know um and sorry i'm emotional because i just hearing how much she's been through it just makes me this this prayer comes it's harder it's harder than i expected um yeah so that's one thing you pray for um shit oh (laughs) the waterworks (laughs) um yes 
that baby better fucking love me too. <laughs> the, baby, the baby will yeah. have to love Auntie Mel Mel and Auntie Janet. Yeah. And I, lastly, I pray for the people who are in a period of change and transitions, including myself, that one, that we come out of it with more clarity. And two, that we never lose hope despite these low moments. Um, and three, we remember that with the uncertainty of change, there's also the excitement of the unexpected. So I say this as a reminder, really to myself, because I think I am definitely going through this period of uncertainty. But I just run to remind myself, like, uncertainty doesn't mean bad. It means it could be great in opening new doors and and the start of something new. Not to quote High School Musical there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And how about you, Helen? (laughs) Oh, thank you, Mel. I didn't think that that was one of your prayers, but I was like, oh. this baby's going to be so loved and I'm yeah I feel very much like the support system is there like I don't feel scared about that at all and the fact that you two ladies are going to be the most amazing aunties and, and babysitters <laughs> <laughs> for, for my night out you know yeah. like makes me incredibly thankful and happy that you know you two care so much about this little little bubba um for me um I guess I I won't go into too much detail. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like prayers are like sacred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I will say a lot of my wishes these days are it's it's funny because it's like it's not for like money, fortune, having status, being liked. Because when I think about my twenties, I would say that that is those are the things that I did you know pr- like wish for. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I want to be rich. I want to get a house. I want to get a family. I want to get all of these things and. I think now that I'm in my 30s and have seen some level of the status, the fame, the fortune, etc., I don't feel a need to have mm. so much of it anymore. I really don't. And I think now that I am in my 30s, I think no matter what, I like I mentioned earlier, I very much value growth, excellence. And I think that having those as value systems will hopefully inevitably, it will lead to the things of fortune and being able to support myself and my family and things like that. But I've never been or felt more grounded in and thankful for the people that have raised and shaped me. So similar to you, Mel, my hopes and wishes now are usually more for the health and happiness for people that I love and wanting people that I love to reach a level of contentment, Mm. like their souls settling from hardship and being content and happy for them to feel fulfilled, to have growth within themselves, to to feel productivity, and to find new opportunities. Because I think at the core of us, these are the things we need to pursue all the other things in life, like money, fortune, etc., right? And that is the health and deeply internal happiness for all of us. So that's usually what I wish for in a general sense. And I do feel like my wishes have gone from what used to be like 100% about me, mm-hmm. <laughs> like me, 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 to now it, it feels like it's more like 75% for other people, um, including you ladies and like the rest for, for myself. But it's it's a weird shift now that I'm mm-hmm. reflecting on this, that this has changed within my my hopes and wishes that I usually, you know, wish for. Oh. How about that for was, you, Jay? That was beautiful. I know I resonate with both of you mentioning the health and happiness mm-hmm. of your loved ones. Um, the, I guess, like variation that I had on that um, in, in sharing kind of the recent moment that I was thankful for in sharing meditation with my family, I thought about wishing for their health and happiness in the form of, I hope that anyone who suffers, that that suffering does not go in vain. Because I think that mm. just the nature of being a human being, everybody suffers, right? Mm-hmm. And I hope that that for every human life, 
that whatever you're suffering through, that you understand eventually why you suffered it and you find a way to make something out of it or, mm-hmm. or a good reason to make peace with it. Mm-hmm. My second prayer is a little more selfish. <laughs> so I think I shared that I recently started kind of like seeing someone or talking with someone or just getting to know someone on a more serious relationship potential level. Um, and for anyone who followed at the beginning of this year, I also was starting to develop a fairly serious relationship. And because um, the nature of what we were both looking for, even though it didn't last for very long, I felt like it got very serious very quickly. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time that I said I could see this person as my permanent partner. And I felt like I was getting to the place where I knew I'm like, I need to, to let myself feel everything in order for it to be any potential of a chance. And I felt like I got a little bit burned and not by the fault of this person at all. Um, in hindsight, I think they were maybe just not emotionally available. But I think that on a very surface level, as a human being, if you open yourself up and then you feel like you got your hand slapped a little bit, uh, I had naturally kind of a protective wall up to the point where I'm like, logically, I know in order to, if what I want is to have a good, serious, intimate relationship, I need to be open. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I don't really know how to be. Like, how do you just like will that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I think this person that I'm talking to is also working through some things and we kind of just said if we focus on the present moment allows us to not really get lost in the fear in getting ahead of ourselves with too much excitement or whatever it is so my prayer on a more immediate level for myself and for the person that I'm talking to is that we can both remain present and just serve whatever purpose we're meant to serve in each other's lives Hmm. love that that's not selfish at all jay (laughs) that's not i feel like knowing everything that you've been through with relationships like where are you that'd be my number one (laughs) i really want this to you know and i like how you ended that it's not like it's not like i want this to work out it's like i want us to serve the purpose that we were meant to serve each Mm -hmm. other Mm -hmm. in this like period of our lives and i think that's beautifully said um and i can already see that this this person is making a huge impact on you too and probably likewise you to him Mm -hmm. so I'm excited. We're Mel and I are crossing our fingers and actually let me add that. We're praying for you too. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on this part two of the mid autumn moon festival uh, episode. It definitely turned more into a therapy session than uh, you know, discussion about this festive holiday. But, you know, I think it's always nice to sort of dig deeper and also interpret these holidays for, for yourself and what we did with this and Thank you, Jay, for beautifully outlining mm-hmm. this one. But talking about the meaning of, you know, gathering and and giving thanks and also the prayer slash wishing slash hoping aspect of this holiday um, that is very significant to, you know, what we do. And I remember with my family and these celebrations, we would do sort of all of these things, but never really digging deep into the meaning of what it is. It, everything was very surface level. Like mm-hmm. we're gathering a family. Okay, we're giving thanks by eating this food. Oh, we're buying scene or like you know, bowing to our ancestors. But with this, I think we're really digging deeper into what each of those concepts for this holiday means. And it was a very beautiful episode. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And if there are things that you are thankful for, prayers, wishes, hopes that you also want to share with us, let us know in the comments of our most recent IG post. We would love to read them. 
If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support, or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonate with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. If you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called GRBG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is asianbossgirl. And we have a couple of shout-outs for today's episode. Coming from Melbourne, Australia, from Sarah to Lily. Hope you have settled in your job and are loving New York City. We miss you. Love you from the uni girls. From Kelly to her bestie Jennifer, who is moving away from the Bay Area. She's an amazing human being, and I'm going to miss her so much. Valerie from Roland Heights, California, wants to thank Crystal and Grace for being two of her most caring, motivating, and supportive friends. She loves you both and can't wait for what the future holds for all of you. Kathy in Ontario, Canada, is sending a shout-out to our very own Helen Wu. You were a huge part of the reason I chose EY Canada during recruitment, and now I'm promoted to a senior staff. Oh, congratulations. Thank you for continuing to promote having a true work-life balance outside of the big four. From Seattle, Washington, Emma sending a happy 11-plus years to Nathan of never-ending joy, laughter, and love. Looking forward to our future together. From Antonio in Toronto to the amazing Christine, Madame Lee, I hope your first week of in-person learning goes amazing. You are awesome beyond words. Maggie in New York is wishing Paul a happy 25th birthday to her forever life purpose partner and best friend. She loves you more than all the stars in the sky. Liv in Austin is sending a shout out to Kelly, Zena, Madhu, Christy, Celine, and Jen, that's a lot of people, for being the best dog aunties to Dasher. Jen in Tampa, Florida is thanking her sister Janet for always being there for her when she needs you the most. Thank you so, so much. And finally, Anonymous Abby in San Francisco is sending this to anyone who needs to hear this right now. This is going to be good. Your worth is not defined by your biggest mistake, challenge, or your biggest achievement or success. You are good, you are great, and you are beautiful. There is only one of you in this world, and we are much better because of it. Keep on trucking and keep on being you. XOXO, a stranger and a friend. And that wraps today's shoutouts. If you'd like to send a shoutout to a friend, check out our link tree and our link in bio on Instagram and click on shoutouts. And with that, we will catch you on our next episode. Bye. Bye!